Hi, and welcome to Radio FM Radio Australia. And um, if you're watching on whatever Facebook stream, you're more than welcome to come and join us. This time, with my co-host, who's just sitting above me, where she always wants to be, Julia. <laughs> and above her is our guest for tonight, Damien Douglas. Hey. And um, Julia's um, cracked the whip, and she's got Damien on side here. And um, we've all seen uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind with Mr. Steven Spielberg. And this is the Australian version of the hardworking Damien and his um, volunteers who have put together a, a network, um, not only here in Australia, but they've networked with other organisations. So um, stay tuned, listen to the show. And um, if you're watching on these Facebook sites, you can actually ask questions that um, can be responded to by Damien. And I'll hand it over to my mate, Julia. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Damon, and everyone who's watching it. Uh, you're on Radio FM 88, and we're excited to have Damon Douglas on, who I believe during the lockdown earlier this year formed the organisation Australian Community. And that's, uh, that's it. That's amazing. What what led you to to form that? What initiative? What was the reason behind that? Well, basically, I was trying to piece together everything. Um, uh, up until that point, and it wasn't until um, I guess COVID that you know I was able to actually stop doing what I was doing and um, reflect a little bit and go, okay, well now's a good time to um, do something with the energy that I have for this field. And um, I started seeing a lot of people, you know, reaching out, wanting to tell their stories, and um, I couldn't ignore it. I'm like, I've got to give these guys a, a platform, but a safe platform. And um, I'm like, well, maybe maybe it's time to start a community where people can do that and just open up and tell us their experiences and actually get help with them, you know, actually get some feedback. And um, obviously during, during this um, moment where I'm starting to get everything sorted um, and speak to these people, um, you know, Close Encounters came, had just come out. and um, there was traction there was a lot of interest there was a lot of traction people were asking um you know questions about okay well what let's how do we go one step further we know what we know and what what's next for us you know um and there it was born it was like okay and it grew feet (laughs) it just ran and i you know it's a community run you know obviously i have a great team um behind me um, and they're, they're amazing, but, um, it's community run, you know, it goes as hard as, um, they push it. So yeah, it's, it's almost, it's, it's a full-time, it's a full-time gig. Um, we've got quite a admin team, um, and we've had to get that up and running just so that we're giving the community what they're asking. So, um, yeah. So let's just quickly step back and, um, the, you, Jeff mentioned the the movie Close Encounters, and I think you were talking about mm. CE five. Can you define yeah. what CE five is and how that differs from CE four and three, two, one? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Look, um, you know, it's CE five. I guess it it brings it brings through a um, a human element. You know, um, encounters of the first, second, third, fourth, which I'll, I can go into. Um, they're very complicated and there's a lot of grey um, areas and it's it's entangled in a web of 
you know, let's look at the last three to four decades of misinformation um, about what we know about extraterrestrial life. Um, Close Encounters of the Fifth um, really asks humans um, to look within and really give us, um, it allows us to focus on what we do here um, and how we present rather than things constantly happening to us. Um, so that's that's a really big um, deal for, you know, for this movement. And that's why it's so, it's got so much traction. Um, it's so real to a lot of people um, and they're able to do so, um, you know, without having the stories about abductions, um, without having stories about close encounters, hearing noises, seeing images, um, any paranormal experiences. They literally know that there's more out there and um, I guess they, they, a lot of people felt like they needed to experience the first encounter and the second and the third and the fourth to get to the fifth and it's not. It's not the case. So it's it's a discussion. It's a narrative between aliens um, and humans. That's the most authentic way of putting it. Um, it's a communication. It's like a direct line. And, um, you know, some people can do it. Some people, um, you know, try for many years. Um, it all comes down to intentions. And um, if they're good, you, you'll succeed. So... That sounds it sounds really interesting. So, have you had any contacts yourself? I mean, you're in this field and you've set up a community. You, you must be yeah. um, strongly incentivized in some way. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah. What happened? Um, no, look. Uh, to look, I in informal terms. Let's be informal. You know, I've always I've always been. I felt like I've known something that no one else knew, and I've spent my whole life just, you know thinking on you more and whether that was ego driven it was always oh that makes sense and this makes sense and i could be the devil's advocate i could do this and i could see um uh the reasoning with all these things that were happening but whenever something um whether it be paranormal or anything you know um a little bit left field happened i felt like i understood it and um it's not that something happened. It's just the things I saw were okay. And that, <laughs> that no, it didn't trouble me, but I thought, okay, well, is this normal? So I've spent the last, you know, um, I'm 41 now, and I've spent from as early as I can remember just kind of keeping that to myself. Um, my most earliest memory of an experience of any kind um, was uh, visually seeing a, um, whilst fully awake, um, seeing a, a blue uh, baby, which is, sounds insane, but it was a blue baby the size of probably triple my head, and it was floating above me, and I felt peace fall in it. I, do, I wasn't scared, and I knew what fear was, and I knew how that felt, but no matter what I did to um uh, uh to try and work out what was happening i had this you know this natural sense of it's okay and you know like we're talking back in the 80s when horror was you know a big thing and you know the the mere thought of a whether it be paranormal or extraterrestrial or alien based um conversation was um spun on fear so i should have feared that if we if we're you know being 
honest. And I didn't. And that's when I knew, no, there's more to this. And I know something that not many others know. And I, I've just been linking to this very point. Um, so it wasn't, you know, I wasn't abducted. I wasn't, I didn't have all these crazy experiences. It was very, very simple. And then throughout my life, I was drawn to specific things. And it wasn't until I developed this community um, with this amazing group of people and they put pieces together for me. They were telling me things that I, I, I wasn't asking. They were like, hey, by the way, this means this. And I'm like, okay, well, I've been trying to put these pieces together for a long time. Is this the, Obviously, this is the right path. And um, so after I saw the, the blue um, image, and I always say blue baby, um, it's, you know, it's very, you know, symbolic. And I don't know why it was a blue baby. I still don't. I'm still asking questions. Um, I still don't understand the significance um, uh, yet. Um, but, you know, as skip forward, you know, 40 years and, you know, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I have seen craft. It's been... Um, whether it be lucid dreaming, um, astral travel, whether it be um, uh, outside my backyard, um, the the protocols are so easy to do um, for the for the humble man um, that it's just yeah I, I'm actually shocked. You know, th this time nine months ago, ten months ago, I didn't think I'd be even having having this discussion on a public platform. So. Yeah, this is this is amazing to be linking all those experiences, and I can't believe how many people have had them either. So I, I don't yeah, know if I, that I think I was, yeah. I, yeah, it does. I mean, I, I hopped onto your group, and I was really quite amazed um, that there were a lot of reports that you've clearly vetted, where you know the date is mm. March twenty twenty and May twenty twenty, and mm. um, you know there's yep. footage and very detailed accounts. So yeah. you know, there seem to be a lot of people who are contributing to your group, and it's um, it's. Um, Pretty amazing it's, that we can have this kind of disclosure from from the public. Absolutely, um, it's look we're we're coming from uh, a place that is obviously very um, authentic, very pure. But we, you know, we're realists as well. We made the group a private place, the Australian community, uh, a little plug there, um, uh, a, a private place. It was a public um, platform. Um, but we closed those doors based on what we were getting through the door. And, um, you know, I think we've said no to more people than what we have said yes. Um, and that is because of, you know, the climate of this um, field. It's, it's very difficult to explain to people what we know and what we understand without going from, you know, I say this a lot, from zero to 100. And, you know, people don't want to listen to, uh, a gradual incremental stages of learning they want to know the truth straight away and they want to know how and they want a justification straight away and validation and you know this movement is not about that it's about the data it's about what's known it's about what's happened throughout history what we've been told what we've seen with our own eyes and holding not holding each other I guess accountable but trusting one another with that information and um, look so far I can't, I can't floor it. It's, um, yeah, it's been really good. I, I trust the people within the group. So, yeah. So before we 
talk about the other people in the group and um, you know what the group gets up to, I'd just like to backtrack to um, what you said about you know CE5, the protocol being mm. really simple. Uh, for those of our listeners who don't know what the CE5 protocol is, oh, there you mm. go, Jeff. You're anticipating my every thought and question. <laughs> <laughs> did he, what did is he, the close no, encounters of the fifth kind protocol? <laughs> uh, no, look, I, I basically look, the protocols. You know, I um, they're hugely individualized. I actually, it's amazing. I've got, I've actually got on my right hand side here. I've got some information, and um, I, when I was reading it back tonight, I realized that the protocol itself. What people have to understand is that from the moment of its inception, from the moment it was developed, well, it was developed thousands of years ago, but, you know, when we started talking about it, and I'm going to say March um, 2020. Now, that's it's so far disjointed from the truth because we're talking about um, a community that's been thriving um, since the early 2000s. Um, you know, there's another community um, that's run by Kay McCulloch who, you know, is a huge name in this field, who runs um, uh, another group um, based in Australia. And she worked with um, Stephen Greer um, for many years. And, you know, this has been, this is not a new thing, but the the protocols itself, they've been evolved many times. You know, we try to keep it authentic, but they have been evolved. And, you know, when I look back at my notes and everything, I, I do see some massive changes. You know, um, there is a systematic approach and there's a systematic approach so that the person that is, you know, just coming into this field that knows there's something or that feels there's something that wants to go here can do so in a way that they can develop um, emotionally and develop in a way that can actually handle um, such information. Um, and, you know, it, it's amazing reading these notes today, and I, you can't see these notes, it's just it's just paperwork. But um, looking back on, wow, um, these steps are all different now to me because it, it just, it's just evolved and it's going to be different for everyone. And that's why these little groups that follow the protocols, they branch out into other areas they start doing things differently. They use different equipment. Um, you know, they start using um, different telescopes. They start entwining um, their their walking life and the jobs that they have into these experiences. I I think I do C five probably, you know, three or four times a day, and that's just in my own in my own self setting my intentions. Mm. So protocol wise, um, you know, we. It's, it's a very visual thing. So when you think protocols, you think aesthetics, okay? What's aesthetically pleasing for you mm -hmm. to imagine? What can you imagine in, inside your mind? Um, what is an appropriate space, um, you know, when you close your eyes or when you're still? What do you think of? Now, that's, that's very reliant on the environment and um, the uh you know where you're doing these um things if your intentions are wonderful um that's that's fantastic but if your environment is um somewhat tainted and you know you don't have the emotional capacity um to project what you're feeling um you know it can be it can be quite a messy experience um when we when we have thoughts 
I always look at CE5 and before I explain the protocols, I always say you've got to look at CE5 as a, as a mental health aspect of yourself. When you're talking to yourself, what are you doing? Are you stressing? Are you actually um, calming yourself? Are you sitting still? Are you thinking about what you're saying? Nine times out of ten, come on, look at the world we live in at the moment. This year has been massive. Um, I don't think that there's anyone that wakes up and naturally goes, ah, you know, this is, I have no thoughts, I have no preconceptions of how the day is going to go. We've got a pretty good idea of how things are and it's a bit of a panic. Um, so when I say um, getting yourself into a mindset that's pure, think of it this way. If we were talking like we're talking now, but if I was talking to you and actually vocalizing it, everything that was in my head, I would literally, I would probably be screaming, you know, because there's so many thoughts and ideas. And the first thing we've got to do is really calm that down. I, I can't even do it, you know, um, effectively on, on, you know, on point the way I'd like to. It takes a lot for me to do it. But we've got to calm that down because when we, if we're talking about communication without talking, um, you know, we're, we're talking about calming that voice down. So before you go anywhere um, and choose your location, step one, um, you know, think about those aspects. Think about calming everything down. Okay, manipulate your, your environment. Actually set it up. Um, as a safe haven, okay? So location, um, big thing. That links with number two, um, preparing yourself for uh, meditation. It could be anywhere. It, it could be in the car. It could be sitting upright. It could be laying down. I don't suggest laying down because you can fall asleep um, during, depending on how long it takes you to, um, you know, calm everything down. And um, meditation is a personal thing. We don't have a, this is how you do it and this is what you listen to. It's an individual thing. Whatever calms you down um, is, is, is the way forward. Um, we do encourage people to obviously, please, you know, don't, don't drink and don't try to calm down in those ways. Um, you know, try and do it naturally and, you know, Google. It's a beautiful place sometimes. Um, it can, there's some great opportunities um, to grow in, uh, in your meditation state. Um, okay, so when, you're, when, you're, when you've got those two aspects of um, the protocols, you know, figured out, you've got a place that you like to go to, uh, a special place, you know, you set your intentions. Um, now, intentions are really again individualized and this is where it becomes really complex because you've got c5 groups the group dynamic is is massive um and it, it, it's it's a fine line between good intentions and and you know wrong intentions um and this is where we're seeing a lot of um people hitting uh, a wall in their contact work because of the intentions of the group and this is why people are going out and doing it by themselves um, so that they can have this experience. Um, yeah, I but can yeah, imagine look, that, that um, there'd be some yeah. people who, who say they want to and they're excited, but another part of them might actually be scared subconsciously, and that would be sabotaging <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, 
and they and they don't come clean straight away and say, "Hey, I'm scared," and it's a shame because um, they should because the first thing you need to do is 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 voice that, and you've literally got to say it. Hey, I am crapping myself right now. I am I am not okay. I watch all these movies. I know all these things. Why am I doing this? Um, but we're humans. We're curious. We want to know things. We're just we're not happy with just existing. We want to know what's going on, and it's 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 part of what we do. So, yeah, it's a controlled yeah. environment. It's very very micromanaged. Yeah, we we do want to find out for ourselves, and but as you say, it is a controlled environment, mm. and um, you know, I mean, certainly. Jeff is a great fan of Star Trek. For me, the world changed when I saw Star Wars, and it was just, yeah, of course. You know, there is the Galactic Federation. It's just like, you yeah, finally. Yeah, that's it. And then, that's it. What did yeah, I do? Then, yeah. I said. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, E.T. go home. It was just like, wow. But then, you know, all the, all the other movies are all about aliens and, you know, the, the one where that stuff comes out of your belly and you're just, like, terrified when you're eight. <laughs> This is ah look you know what though I love <laughs> I love it because like I love those movies because they they kind of do us a favor you know like it's not realistic they've pushed the outer limits when it comes to special effects and the fear mongering and everything they've pushed it there is nothing they can do anymore <laughs> Hollywood that is there's nothing we've we've seen all that they want us to see all that's left is what is now like what is now happening um you know those um flag moments in life you know no longer is this is very doomsday um sounding but it's actually quite a positive that we know now you know we used to look for look go back a decade two decades um you know 80s are a big thing for me you know i was looking to events like looking forward to events like going to the movies and watching back to the future and explorers and um labyrinths and all these amazing masterpieces where you know kids aren't looking forward to that anymore they're looking forward to you know learning about this for example you know i'm a teacher myself and the amount of kids that actually ask like what is this what are the protocols why are you what is why what are ufos oh my god have you seen one and they're excited about that the movie isn't good enough anymore they don't want to go to the movies it's a it's not a thing anymore and um you know, so that's that's a blessing in itself where I think people that are moving up um, and becoming young adults are now more aware. And the majority of videos that we're getting through, um, and they're intense. Some of these videos are intense. I've got a Dropbox full of videos that I haven't even looked at yet. But when I go through them, I I, I don't even know what to do with them. You know, um, you know, it's going to take a long time to get them documented and back them up and make sure that, you know, these people are legit. Um, it's a it's a tough it's a tough. So let's, um, let's talk about that. You know, sort of how do you because uh, you investigate, you get people send you your their UFO sighting videos and um <laughs> How do you know that they're photoshopped or not? <laughs> I have some How good you friends. Them? You have some good I have friends. Good, I have some good friends. And um, look, I I couldn't do this work without um, the friends that I've made. Um, there are people that I go to um, that have been absolutely amazing. One of those people, um, other than my close um, admin team, who are authentic people and um, 
look, you know, I advocate for them. Um, but there is there are some people like within the um, UFO community, if I can call it that, uh, Damien John Knott, when I have a query or if I am pushing the limits of something um, and I feel that mm, something's not right here, um, after this is after we get the footage, they can't give me a location or their time's wrong, um, they didn't, you know, download a tracker or they couldn't tell me um, if they had any applications that would um, process of elimination, you know, have they done a bit of um, process themselves in eliminating what it could be. Um, and then, you know, sending it to these uh, people like Damien as well um, who can simply, yeah, they have the equipment, they know what they're doing. And um, if it all doesn't add up, we don't even touch it. We leave it in the bank. Um, you know, it, that's not for us to put out there. We give it back to the um, the person that's sent it. And, um, yeah, we don't want any part of putting false information out there. There's a saturation of, if I may say, bullshit that we can't, we can't do that anymore. This is a community um, that thrives based on authenticity. And if we start doing that, and if we start letting a little bit in, like, oh, that could be something, nah, we've just got to say no. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of no's. There's more no's than yeses. So yeah, what what is it that drives you and the community? Because you're very passionate about this. And, and as you say, you referred to many untruths around there. Sort of, <coughs> oh, yeah, you've got what kind of members do you have here? <laughs> what kind of members? We've got, uh, I, we've got people from you know, they're, uh, ridiculous walks of life. Um, we've got, you know, majors, like math majors. We've got scientists. We've got every everyone that is in that group serves a purpose. Like, even if they're quiet, <laughs> every now and then they'll pop up. The people that are in our group um, so far um, have been highly intelligent in relation to what they understand and what they know. And it's not just in, it's not the intelligence that we know. Like we're not talking about the intelligence of an agency. We're not talking about agency power. We're not talking about, and then we're talking about, um, you know, self-power. We're talking about these people have gone out and they've actually researched. They don't have a name behind them. They put in um, hours upon hours, uh, years and years into a field that doesn't give back. You know, this field doesn't give back. And um, it's a it's a personal thing. So the people that are in our community are full of people like that. We don't have anyone that I don't feel I could be proven wrong. Something might come up tonight. But um, we get a few odd um, posts that we, we don't let through. But I don't think even if you put up, hey, I think this is UFO and it was a picture of a sun, I don't think you get a negative comment back. You get, hey, um, yeah, keep your eyes focused on the skies, you know, keep following what you do. We wouldn't put them down. Um, we'd be honest with them and say, hey, by the way, that's the sun. Um, but, yeah, there, there you go. And this is this is perfect, a perfect image um, to have brought up, um, Jeff. Like, um, it's knowing, actually holding people accountable to know what it is that they're looking at, like, have you researched what stars look like? Have you researched the constellations? Have you researched different planes, different colours, different um, textures, the different lights that you're seeing? Do you know what happens when you zoom in, you know, uh, from your iPhone, <laughs> you know? And once we eliminate all of that, 
it, it obviously makes our job a lot easier. But these are the kind of members. These members are already doing this. They're going out. They're spending thousands of dollars on equipment. They're setting up, you know, their own, their own conservatoriums. They're just, they've got all these amazing things. That's the community that we've got. And, um, yeah, it's, it's looking really good. I'm really excited for, for, for what's to come next. Jeff, how do you know whether? Okay, why are they making contact? Oh, okay. Um, sorry, I'm not. Is there is there questions here? Okay, I can see them now. Wow. Okay. Now, why is who making contact? Aliens. Aliens. Extra. Yeah, man. P, um, th th things of this like, we can name them all. Why are they making contact? Well, you've got to understand, like. Since we know of contact, you know, we're talking about like the 30s now, you know, we're, we're going back pretty far. Um, it's, it's a very individualized thing. Every thing that has come from um, a, a notable or a credible person, whether it be Dr. Stephen Greer um, or Carter, the you know, United States, the presidency that, you know, is it Reagan and um, Carter, you know, their conversations. Um, around um, the contact that we've had, what we know from Pro uh, Project Blue Book. And it's um, nothing that we have as a human society has um, told us that th the, these extraterrestrials mean us harm. Nothing, nothing that we've ever seen or documented has caused any harm to humanity. And there, there'd be, look, there'd be a few people that are watching probably right now and um, they're probably like, oh, bullshit. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, if, you, if you look at the data, if you look at everything we know and everything we've been told, the only people or the only things that we know of in, in this world or unworldly or anything are humans um, that have inflicted um, the fear and the... Um, so when you when you ask what do they what do they want why are they making contact, it, it's it's very evident. Like it's we've had so many chances on this earth. Um, in my this is my opinion. I, I don't speak for um, uh, an entire community of people who believe you know um, the same values as me. But we've got you know we've been given ample opportunity to change our world. We've been given ample opportunity to communicate on a level. You know, we've been given an opportunity where, you know, just say 1940, you know, you were to time travel to 2020 and, you know, we were to show you an iPhone or we were to show you a smart um, tablet or anything like that. That's pretty much what's happened here. And we've been shown, okay, uh, this is what we've got. This is what you could be doing for humanity. You, you, you want, you know, here it is. We can work together. It's not happening, and that sums up what they want. It's they want us to just excel. We've got a lot of catching up to do. We're we're behind our technology. Our technology, you know, it's as good as um, you know what we have. And the the beautiful thing um, about understanding what extraterrestrial life want is exactly what we want. It's an open communication line. It's a emergence. It's about literally having a, a, or starting a narrative in, hey, this is real. 
this is what's happening. Let's talk about this. Um, but unfortunately, when people bring new toys into the field, it doesn't matter what it is. You could be in the school grounds. It doesn't matter what age you are. Um, unless, you know, you grow, as you grow older, you, you become humble. Some people become humble. And, um, you know, despite if you have a, an old iPhone and someone else has a new iPhone or it could be a computer or anything, that person who doesn't have it, it they want it. Um, they may not say it and they may, you know, be humbly defeated, but um, they want it. Now, unfortunately, um, it's the same. It's the same context. It's the same narrative. You know, when we've been approached in a very, very um, uh, beautiful, even in the most beautiful ways, the first thing that we have done as, you know, as humanity is asked, okay, well, we want that. We want to be able to use zero gravity. We want to be able to use um, this this level of intelligence. We want this, but we don't have the ability to actually use it. We don't have the ability to actually create it. We want to talk symbolic, but we don't want to use the materials that we're given to develop our consciousness and to develop and grow this conversation. We simply want to skip. And we get, we're stuck in between that thing. We don't want to learn. We don't want to take our time. We don't want to take thousands of years to do so. We literally want to jump ahead, get the technology, and have those conversations. We want them to go away, and then we continue on with our planet. It doesn't. It's not going to work like that. Nothing's going to work like that. Um, and that's why we're we're kind of we're back and forth. And for the last five six decades, we we're at a standstill. We're we're no closer. We're no closer um, to um, obtaining our, our goal um, to have a um, to develop our consciousness um, or our subconscious. We're 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 no further. Um, I mean, it might change in the next ten years, but yeah, I mean, that's all that that's all that's happening here is a a narrative, a conversation. Mm, that's a really interesting summary, sort of on a sort of I guess on a societal level of um, where we have or haven't got to Damien while you've been talking um, quite a few members of the group have been yeah. hopping on and been basically um, sharing about um, their contact and um, how okay. it, it was for them it's generally you know a very very beautiful kind and um, they've talked about Arcturia, Arcturias and Zeta and um, Starseeds etc mm. I, I guess it's um it, it's interesting because you have the individual contact and I guess we are to that extent by talking about it and feeling normal um, mm. in terms of even just to be able to engage in this kind of thought experimentation or telepathy. We yeah. are to, in one way, we are trying to develop and acquire those skills to communicate, mm. have faith, and then advance in our own way and in our own field. And you mentioned yourself that you do see five three times a day you know who are mm. you who are you co connecting into um and yeah. what kind of um how are you being helped i look it was all very sporadic at the start and um this is this is all a bit of a journey um for me included so when i say i um do the protocols you know uh three times a day if not more it's it's about setting the intention um, I kept myself accountable um, 
I wanted to remain um, authentic, reliable um, to whoever was listening. Um, when I put myself out there, I, I can't control who I get. I can only get back what I put out. So if my intentions are pure, if they're if they come from a really good place, and they always I always try to, but come on, you know, uh, life life doesn't allow you to be amazing every day. It's not possible. So it wasn't until I started um, talking or speaking out loud about what my intentions are in this community. And it wasn't until I said, I'm a link. I'm a link. I'm a link for you, whoever you may be, to the next person beside me. I'm a link for information. Use me as a link. That is my intention. Okay, it's an individual attend. Uh, um, I don't. I don't want to go see other planets. I don't. You know, I'd love to. I mean, I, I, it's not what I'm here to do. Um, I don't need much. All I needed was validation. Like, okay, you're doing the right thing. So it's not that I ask for a specific community, or it's not that I, you know, um, derive from a particular constellation or. Um, Pleiadian or Arcturian, or it's nothing like that for me personally. I know there's other people that do have um, different intentions. So it is when I ask at my most pure self, um, and when I'm calm, when I'm playful, when I'm kind of a little bit mischievous with it and a little bit cocky with it, no ego, just, you know, very calm and I'm not screaming inside, I ask for very specific things. I don't want a particular race or I don't want a particular, um, I don't want much. Um, but when I do it and it works, um, I know that because I, I'm very specific in what I ask for. So the last encounter I had um, was out the back of my house, actually. I'm based in Brisbane, um, uh, Manly West in Brisbane. So right. Um, uh, near Morton Bay, um, Morton Bay side, and you know we have a, a beautiful um, ocean to look out at, and um, uh, not directly from my house, but um, yeah, I'm not that rich yet. Um, no, um, I simply ask in a very informative way. Here's my intentions. I am I am a link. Use me. Tell me to send people here. Um, send, uh, I'm talking to the community, do what you need to do. I am happy to keep doing this work. I am happy to keep putting in my own money. I'm happy to do anything, but show me something because I need to know if I'm on the right track. It's almost like speaking to your um, spiritual guides um, or light workers or anyone that um, um, can assist you in life. And with that, I asked very specifically. So my last experience was I want something to very, very slowly um, pass by. I don't want a, um, a stationary experience. I want you to keep going. I don't want to take up any more of your time than what you could give me. Um, but I want very distinct flashes. I want very distinct colours and I need this tonight. I need this because I am... I need to make some decisions. And it's not about decisions. Um, am I going to keep doing this? Of course I am. It's a love. Um, it's 
about, okay, what am I prioritizing here? Am I doing the right thing by the community? Am I talking to the right people? Um, am I putting people in touch, you know, whether they're abductees or, um, you know, am I putting them in touch with the right people? And these are all the questions that I'm asking. And with that experience, I literally spent the whole day saying, I will meet you out there seven o'clock every night for the next month. And this is what I want. This is what I want. And I got it. It was amazing. Um, it, it was very slow. It was very bright. And it did the flashing that it gave me. I actually got up a timeline. It three flashes. Um, uh, one was red. One was blue. Um, it went by approximately 7.03, I believe. I went out there at 7 o'clock, as promised. Um, I have, obviously, trackers and everything. I do processes of elimination. But before that even commences, I always, you know, obviously say thank you. It's exactly what I needed. Um, two nights after that, every night, um, I was given little bits here and there. Um, so things flying overhead um, very quickly. And then, um, you know, just natural phenomena as well, you know, shooting stars, meteorites, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, I, I, I believe that there are some things that are placed very obviously in front of us so that we can go, that, well, that's clearly a meteorite and that's clearly a plane um, and this is clearly not. And, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's for me, that's enough. Um, other things have happened. I'm not saying that other things don't happen to me. Um, when I first, um, my first lucid dream, I was quite um, polarizing. Um, I woke up um, very um, distressed and um, it solidified what I was doing. It scared me a little. Um, it was a lot. And it was at that point that I um, asked that, hey, uh, please <laughs> don't come to me in that way. I don't understand what you're trying to tell me, um, this is too quick. And that may seem very confronting for some people to hear and, like, you know, I don't care. It's the truth and and that was what I put out there. And um, that experience itself, you know, it was enough for me to say to myself, okay, it's not that I need all this validation and all these experiences. I don't need much at all. I just need that one experience. And every now and then it'd be good if you dropped in. And and that's kind of how it is from my end. Um, I don't wish for any other experience that I have experienced. I don't want to see, I don't need to see anything else. But if I do, I, I will embrace, you know, there will be no fear attached. Um, I don't want any more markings on my body, which is which was very confronting. Um, what kind of markings did you get? Um, I've actually got a few photos up. Um, when I first started the community, I wanted to be obviously my most authentic self. And I'm like, you know what? People are going to think this is nuts, but here we go, click. And I sent um, a few images and um, they're very deep embedded in there. You can try and find them, um, Jeff, good luck. Um, but they're in there and um, there are various marks on my hands um, and they're in the formation of I had, I had a question um, throughout my entire life, I was seeing um, very three distinct markings and they're in a triangle. And when I was young, I used to call them a womble. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the wombles, um, the wombles of Wimbledon, and they have these long faces. Yeah, you you know them. And, um, you know, they have a point and there's a point at the end of their nose and then they have their two eyes. 
And in my young self, um, I was feeling all these things. I knew they were significant, but the only the only thing that I could in my in, in my childlike mind, without being too scared, is there's something significant about that triangular shape, about those three points, and I'm gonna look for them in life. I need to keep looking at them and keep asking questions. They popped up. I'm talking whether it be markings on my body, um, uh, positioning of certain things. Um, and I almost thought to myself for a while, like, am I going nuts? There's just these images everywhere. I would go and inspect a house to rent and there'd be these images on the walls in, in, in perfect formation. It was so annoying. And my partner, um, I know it's uh, I know it's ridiculous. Could have and been your future self coming back. I sort of like, all right, make sure Damon it's... follows these steps and does these things and use the one boy. Boy, it's it's nuts. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because eventually it led to something. And um, yeah, it was really nice. And now I'm like, oh, now I get it. I get what's going on, you know, it, it's it's no longer a question on my mind. And those, yeah, um, the, the night that I had a, a very lucid dream, I was warned um, and I was told that my house in general was not a, um, a safe place um, uh, in order for visitation to happen. And, um, yeah, that was that was kind of sad. And But I knew that I oh, felt so it. Yeah, I'll just butt in quickly because um, Art, yeah. Art asked, how old were you when you had the lucid dream? Um, so I started, obviously, um, oh, God, lucid dreaming from probably as early as 22, 23, but my most recent lucid dream, um, which is something I asked for, um, was uh, the very beginning of this year, like I'm talking just after Christmas. And, um, and yeah, um, one of Wombles, yes, I just saw someone's comment, Wombles. Um, yeah, so um, that was this year. Um, it was it was chaotic. It was everything I asked for. It was too much, actually. And um, I couldn't process for days. Um, the experiences that have happened afterwards have... Um, and I think know. that's partially the trouble because um, I know, you know, I know a lot of... Um, parents who have kids who get scared at night and they talk about spaceships yep. are being taken and you know if, even if you're mm. as an adult are having sort of saying that was too disturbing <laughs> just imagine no. sort of how, for kids it would be just to try and like deal with it that that's and you know there's I'll, I'm going to talk about the greys because I think they're often the ones that are connected with the confusing <laughs> or disturbing yep. or maybe too yep. abrupt entrances and exits um yeah Whereas with the others, you know, with the other types, they seem to be able to know what to do. I mean, like with my daughter, um, they would basically come in a figure that she was familiar with and comfortable with um, rather than okay. you know, just yeah. too strange. It's so familiar, very um, human, humanoid-like. Um, no, teddy-bear-like, but, um, yeah. Oh, wow. That's so, – I haven't heard that. Know, they'd customise. <laughs> Hey, isn't that what we it's do? It's all projection anyway, right? <laughs> it is. It is. It's amazing how it happens. We, um, I have a son who experienced, um, you know, it was actually quite a negative experience, but it was um, of the paranormal. Um, you know, it, it really it really did um, shake things up in our world in relation to what can come through and um, on what plane and um, the energy and it made us very aware 
of the energy that we're carrying and how things can um, materialize with that energy. And, you know, he was seeing um, dark figures, big eyes. Um, he referred to them as children, um, you know, but he was seeing very, um, uh, some very explicit things, including, um, uh, you know, they were biting his necklace, they were shaking his bed. Um, which was extremely scary for us as well. That's quite common, the shaking the bed, getting too close to the bed. So what did you figure yep. out it was in the end? Well, we employed two mediums um, to come on over. And, in fact, the one medium came over and she needed backup, and that's how serious it was. There were quite a few um, spirits within the house, and our son happened to be a – it was like he had a big red flag saying, hey, here I am come and show me everything, yeah. And um, so the two kids, that they, they were very curious about Jacob. He was very aware that they were there. And, um, and you know, that was something we, we, were, we were very confused. We were like, how do we help? It wasn't until we got the two mediums in and they came and they were able to tell us, okay, here's what's happening here. Here's who the kids are. Here's who a little girl is. And she was a little um, Indigenous girl her story yeah. was quite beautiful yeah she needed to yeah she needed to be moved on and it was oh, okay and obviously a very common thing I didn't know too much about it and um uh and then there was a very very grumpy old man that was attached to a antique cabinet and um uh he would not leave and he actually tricked one of the mediums and came back and very it was really confronting stuff the most confronting was this after we had gone through everything we had, and we're talking, we had to move out. We told the real estate, this is, it's too much for us. We even asked them, mm. look, had someone passed away? After we had all the experiences and the mediums moved everyone on, as they were moving um, the spirits on, um, our son, who was sleeping on the lounge, woke up and was gripping at the lounge saying, I don't want to go and hold, you know, I don't, he was trying to grip on to keep within where his space there is and he's never acted like that before and he was gripping and gripping and gripping and suddenly it just stopped and never heard anything since and um you know it, that was a real eye-opener for us in relation to energy of what we were letting in and um how easily it can attach itself to you um and this is this is bringing it back to the protocols if i may um, this is where the Australian community, the AAC, are different. Um, we, you know, it's not really discussed in Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, um, the, the protection aspects of um, people and protection for extraterrestrial um, beings. Mm. It's not discussed. And that was, I'm going to say it, on the record, it was an oversight. It was an oversight. It could have been intentional. But it's an oversight. No, I fully agree very... with you because the yeah. um, this brings us completely um, into you know the en energies of um, people can be manipulated. And, yeah. Um, I actually worked with Karen Langford who introduced me to you, and yeah. um, we actually did a quick video on that because we she telepassed into. It was actually more of a remote galactic scientist who connected with her when she was a child. But um, oh, we wow, were talking wow. about the good ones and the bad ones and. <laughs> you know, how come the bad ones can influence the human human ones? And they basically said, well, the it, it is like one of our listeners, Chris, mentioned earlier, it's the law of attraction. So the yeah, um, 
if you don't pay attention to your energies, you can be manipulated, and it's generally the ones who are manipulating others that will be manipulated themselves. Although, of course, you can't say that about your son. Yeah. Um, but that was just no. something different. That wasn't extraterrestrials. That was local spirits, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And um, and I guess you can feel, you know, obviously you guys may have had experiences too. You, you do notice the difference. And, um, you know, but one thing that remained, you know, um, there, um, it, whether it be this work or whether it be paranormal or whether it be, you know, spiritual, anything spiritual, it's all energy-based. So, um, you know, being aware of that now and making people aware of that is is what we do. We've lost maybe hundreds of members because we stand by that. You know, they don't want to hear um, that they need to protect their energy. They want an experience. And it's it's very, it's very silly. It's very... Um, it's a very silly way to go into it. Um, it's quite dangerous, actually. And there's, you know, there's there's some experiences that I've seen over the last six months that scare the crap out of me. And mm -hmm. I think to myself, what, you know, I, I tell this person, you know, like, look, here's what I think. Um, I do suggest that you speak to someone that could assist you in protecting yourself, protecting your family. Um and it could be on a spiritual level, it could be anything, but what they want is greater than what they really want. You know, they, they simply want validation, but there are, they're getting too much. There's attachment. There's, um, and they, they also, some people can't tell the difference between, you know, the different planes and the different energies that come, that come forward. So it's good to be able yeah, to have I a place where, you. yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of investment into into extraterrestrials being the rescuers and I mean I went, you know, two thousand was it two thousand twelve, you know, everyone thought thought disclosure was gonna happen and you know, there would yeah. come a land and everything was gonna be solved. <laughs> and then but, it wasn't. Hey, so but, I guess it's more than too much expecting. It's like, no, no, yeah. we have to sort it out. <laughs> We're the star yeah. seeds. <laughs> <laughs> no, people don't understand. They don't get it. And um, yeah, no, it's I'm glad you brought that up. It's um, yeah, we we are the solution. We are definitely part of the problem. In fact, we are the problem. Um, and you know, it's we need to acknowledge that. Um, you know, it's. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read the the chat here as well. I just want to make it clear that um, never before in my life, for for the people that are watching this, never before have I um had a negative experience with anything extraterrestrial. Nothing. There's nothing that I've ever encountered that has given me, you know, um, a sense of fear. And I want to make that clear. That's not what the Australian community do. We don't, um, we don't want to create fear or anything like that. That's that's humanity's job. That's and that's a very broad statement, I know, but that's not what we're here to do. That's that's the media's plight. That's not our angle. And yeah, that's just what um, the listener Hazel just said. There are often military yeah. ops or um, certain pre-agreed pre contacts I, um, of that kind. Yeah, I, if I if I may, like um, I was talking to my um, admin team this morning, and Michelle, if you're watching, and um, James and Marta, um, you better be watching. They <laughs> are. Be with you. Yeah, good, good. Um, you know, I. I put it out there um, this morning and before I wanted to do this interview, I felt like I was missing something and I had to talk out. I think I sent 30 minutes of audio going over the word intelligence. And I want to make everyone aware, um, although 
the uh, the Australian community aren't a group that discusses conspiracies in in a sense where we try and debunk this and that. We we already know what we know. We know why we're here. We want to we want to make um, you know authentic communication. We are doing so. It is happening, whether anyone likes it or not. So, what I did want to say is, if if those people that are you know coming uh, from an outside perspective and venturing into this uh, field, the terminology that you've been exposed to for a, a few decades, you know, we've got we've even got some fifteen year olds, you know, not even two decades. Um, of experience, not even one. Um, you know, you're bringing in a vocabulary of, you know, intelligence. You know, it's really important that when you are a part of a CE5 group, intelligence doesn't mean intelligence. <laughs> um, when we use those words um, online, you know, there is an intellect, um, there's an intellectual person, but the word intelligence. Um, uh, Jeff, you mentioned, um, I, th I don't think it was a CIA, it was another MIA maybe. Um, you know, we use the word intelligence, it's been really propped and pin dropped, um, you know, decades and decades ago of um, associating intelligence with knowledge. And um, that's unfortunate because um, it, it, intelligence is something that we ourselves um you know, we, we've come to understand is a very personable thing. But we rely on the, whether it be, you know, um, these agencies, um, this agency intelligence, um, which is, it's a, it's, a, it's a movement. It's not a, it's a thing. It has no gov, uh, um, governance. It has no legalities. It's virtually a thing that was created and they've popped in the word intelligent. And I'm so... Um, I'm bringing that word up a lot because it's not the same, okay? We, the intellect of our community and the intellect of people that are doing these protocols, are, are, it's actual intelligence. It's not part of an intelligence um, community, like a, a foundation that's been built um, to gather intel. That's not what we're doing. Um, and so you've really got to drop those um, the the social norms. We've really got to um, drop that language or that vocab. You know what we know: conspiracy and um, intelligence. We've really got to go. You know what? Let's pretend I don't know those words, and now let's talk to them. You know, let's actually replace the words with truth, and um, start having a conversation um, mm. to address all these all these things that have happened. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think because some of the uh, listeners are sharing their truths of their experiences. So um, we've got Wendy Kirkwood saying, I've only had positive C5 experiences, but we do also have Wallace Tidwell sharing that he's had some experiences with some really scary energies. He's, I'm sensitive and I can feel the energies. My girlfriend at the time was terrified. And he also had to move away from that place. Hmm. So I guess, look, and we do get a bit of that. Hey, Wallace, um, we we get similar um, similar stories. Um, unfortunately, you know, to understand the context, I'd need to know what you know what was happening around. Now, energy can be very scary um, and can affect people in such a way that it will change their entire being in a matter of seconds. And being aware of your own energy, of where you sit on a on a you know on a virtual plane, where you sit. You've got to be very aware of that 
because you've almost got to set your next experience up. If the if your energy is low, then you know you're going to want to put yourself in a position that is going to you know serve you in a way that you know brings you up, um, brings you up to a, a, a very positive place. The Scary energies that we get through from working in um, with, you know, within this community. Um, a scary, would, it's, a, it's the words used, but it's mainly panic. It's mainly, I don't know what to do with this energy. It's, it's mainly noise. It's mainly um, buzzing energy, um, you know, a shift in consciousness, a level up, and they don't know what to do with it. They're not ready for it. Um, so when someone uses the word scary and, um, you know, uh, sorry, I just read that terrified, um, I put it down in, in my experience, uh, and I don't mean anything by this Wallace. Um, what I mean is um, it, the more experience you have and the more understanding of what you have and your energy and your partner's energy and the energy that you have together, if that's an almighty high and you guys are already, you know, hitting those peaks, it's probably going to be very polarizing. And um, the shift in consciousness, I mean, that's intense. And you're going to feel that. Um, if you are feeling like you need to get up and you need to move and move away, I would question the experiences that you're having in a, you know, in a sense where, okay, what are we, do what are you doing to um, get these um, experiences? What are you, are, are your intentions pure? Um, can yeah, we Wallace has that? clarified um, and said that he was remodeling the house, so it sounds like it was a poltergeist or. <laughs> yeah, Wallace. Wallace, send me. Yeah, Julie, I, I uh, Julie, I, I agree. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, we can get confused. There are a lot of people that are doing C five protocols, and they're getting smashed by <laughs> um, poltergeists, and it's it's okay because they're pretty horrible. The end, <laughs> I agree with you. I <laughs> uh, look, I. I would love to hear your experiences, Julia. I, I, anything paranormal, it's you know the anomalies. Everything is so different, and it, go, it can go from beautiful to absolutely terrifying um, within a second. And I can see the link, and I can see why Wallace is having these experiences, mate. If you're remodeling your house and you're having those experiences. Um, Get, do you do what I did? Get some mediums and um get them get them on board. Let them walk through, man. There might there might be something trying to tell you something. Don't change something, or there may be something within that that area. You could be on sacred land, and that's where we were. You know, in Morton Bay, the Kwanamuka people. You know, we we were really um we didn't realize how rich um the land was with all this sacred um, work that had been done for many many years. And we walked into it so blindly. It wasn't until we asked questions. And you get to know the community and, oh, this is what happened before this house was here or during why this house was here. So in that, in moving forward, Wallace, get into it, mate. Get into the, the aspects of where your house is, your location. Start with your location, previous owners, any furniture. You'll be all right, mate. Yeah, There's and I guess um, you're right, also trusting your energy and the sensations that you're having, um, mm. not just you know, rather than dismissing, but that's a part of our evolution, isn't it? To start to be able to decipher energy that vibrations that we're feeling rather than seeing, because of course there's such a big spectrum. So if people want to get in touch with you, Damien, what's the best way? 
Um, just drop in. Just drop into the um, we're very hard to find and um, that's the way we like it. Um, so, yeah, the Australian community, A-U-S-T-R-A-L-I-E-N um, community. And um, we have a sister page called CTEC, which is the study for extraterrestrial encounters, um, sorry, contact and encounters. Um, you know, there are a few different pages that we've got going on, but once you introduce yourself, um, we'll kind of point you in the right direction of, um, you know, there are groups we have, I think at the last count was like 40, 44 countries. Um, and, you know, um, it, it's growing quite, it, we can put you in touch with, you know, what better suits, you know, what you want to do. Um, if it's CE5 related, um, please jump into the Australian community and um, yeah, we'll link you with people in your area and hopefully you guys have some, you know, amazing experiences. Cool. Jeff, do you have any more questions for Damien? Um, if you're in Brisbane, um, there's two people you can talk to. Uh, one is Maggie Landman. And, okay. Um, yeah, so she goes and checks um, basically your ley lines and your geopathic stress. Uh, Love it. Which has a, um, a major effect on um, siting of your properties. There's also a bit of that um, Feng Shui goes into her understanding of that. Excellent. Maggie Landman. And the other one is um, we had him on the show. He's from Melbourne. His name's Jared. Um, what does he do, Julian? He does the. Um... Jared Barrett Benny. He does the. Yeah, he's a. He, he's the. He does the geopathic stress and um, the checks for uh, all types. He's like an, a dowser. Um, and oh, he's I love really it. good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And so, um, Jared Baby, um, he can operate. From his own laptop just by okay. on um google maps and he nice. just he's he's very very accomplished in um he's almost doing remote viewing to be perfectly honest with you i'm surprised we didn't get there tonight guys i thought you were going to bring up remote viewing but it didn't happen <laughs> so but it's, it's, it's a one hour well you mentioned project blue book <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I did. Hey, um, okay. So, uh, yeah, those are two strong people who can really um, help a lot of people. Awesome. Okay, first of all, I actually met Al Billick. Do you know Al Billick? I know the name. Al Billick was in Project Rainbow. He was involved yep. in the Philadelphia experiment. Yep. Um, you mentioned Kay McCulloch. I know Kay McCulloch right from the early days when she was just starting out. So everybody know her. Project yep. uh, Rainbow was the Aldrich and the uh, the, the radar invisibility, which actually became time travel. Yep. Um, there's a group of us in Brisbane. We actually met Al Billick in 1984 when he came to Brisbane. Um, yep. He gave us a private chat and a talk about America's time travel capabilities. He talked about the starships that the Americans have got. They've been traveling out in space. In 1984, there was 23 species that they had um, treaties with, and they had catalogued over 60 different species. And this is 1984, yeah? Wonderful. <clears throat> project Rainbow, Montauk um, project. You probably come across Montauk up there in yep. state of New York. Yep. The connection with that. His brother, Cam uh, Duncan, was a very good um, uh, transmedium, and he was in charge of creating the time Time portals, and that's where yep. they use kids to send them through. 
Yep. Uh, he told us about operations on Mars that they had base set up there. We're talking 1984. Yeah. So if we're going to the moon and meeting up with the Germans who are up there in since the late 40s and their little base down there in Antarctica, I mean, yep. there's so much stuff that's just um, ridiculed and put out there to say, yeah, and keep you focused on playing the game of Monopoly in it. So it's all about yep. work to live or live to work. So, I mean, you just got to change that paradigm and get people like yourself and give you the quality airtime that's necessary for people to feel that they're connected and they're not alone. That's the most most powerful thing that you and your group can do is to say, hello, we're here. We're not alcoholics and nominists. Not, we're not gaming. gaming <laughs> <anonymous. We're, laughs> we are a moment. Uh, and you can we? A group. <laughs> we are a But you can share your stories. And I think that's really most important. In the old days, you know, you see the Catholics going down to the church on a Sunday and confessing their sins. And then come Monday, they're back to doing what they were doing anyway. So it was just like a mental health check on a Sunday where the priest would give them the Hail Marys. You guys, like anybody who's providing a voluntary organisation, the amount of goodwill and good work that you do is phenomenal. And it's most important that the people who come on your group and it grows and grows and you've got some good administrators who are following that, you don't need the trolls. You, you can flick them off and, and don't be bespoke about that fact. You know, just you hold that intent, you bring them through. Mate, I've had... I've had them over. The, I've had craft over the house here. I've had people bloody manifest in front of me. So I mean, you, you guys are just—you're out there. You are having a go, and I'm just saying I'll support you. We've already been there, done that. So, no Thank problem. you. Yeah, share it. Bring it out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well said. No, that's that's beautiful to hear. It's, and I hope everyone that's within the community that's really going to help people um, tell this. Or I'm I'm really glad you said that. Thank you. Right, our, uh, my co-host normally takes over here now because she likes to. Yes, yes, I am just getting primed. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll let you finish. <laughs> I'll let you do the duties. <laughs> I'll let you do the say the goodbye, Jeff, and thank no, David no, no, no. for coming on the show. Well, it would do the um, two Ronnies. It's good night from me. It's good night. <laughs> Good, good night from me and good night from Damon. <laughs> Thank you very much for everyone for listening and tune in next week for a mystery guest that we ourselves don't yet know yet who will be joining us. <laughs> but I hope you do join us next week because no, we no. will have a guest. <laughs> Get on the phone and talk to God. Right? Yeah. Do it and do it. God, you know, God, you know, I met God. God stands for General Operating Device. It's a free share with What you got to do is ask. Yeah. I enjoy. <laughs> I trust it, mate. It doesn't have the word intelligence in it, so I trust it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Eight minutes. Oh, sorry. Eleven minutes past eight Queensland time. To be eleven past nine in Queensland. Oh, sorry, Victoria and New South Wales. And of course, um, New South Wales. Uh, it's commiserations. Um, football that was played last night. Uh, but we relish you, and we'd like to see you turn up next year. In reference to the state of origin rugby league for those people around the world. I'm with you 100%. <laughs> Queenslander. Uh, <laughs> all right. But Betty, just before we go, we'll just give all the little thank yous that are coming through. Um, yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm seeing some lovely names here. Um, if I may, thank you so much. Um, can I can I just say a quick thanks to um, uh, you guys? Thank you. Um, 
Jeff and Julia. I, we really appreciate the platform. We, um, you know, we can only hope um, that people are so kind um, as in to give us their time and um, energy. And we really do appreciate it. You know, when I told uh, a few of the guys what I was doing tonight, you know, we're very grateful and we do thank you um, for the time. And, um, yeah, if there's anything else that we can we can do, be absolute pleasure to work with you guys. Um, and, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you to um, everyone that tuned in as well. I appreciate your time. And, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of um, uh, 2020, Strengths 21. So, yeah, thank you, Jeff, Julia. That was It's really nice to um, be here. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have you back. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be back. Thank you, Damien. Thank you, everyone who listened. Good night. We're all believers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See you later. Catch you guys. <laughs>